For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Show. On the Mike Keltner Show, it's 1025 The Bone. Our phone number is 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. You have an opportunity to win $1,000 five times today. The first one coming up at 8 o'clock. We'll remind you before it happens, you need to text a word to 70123. We'll tell you what that word is right exactly at 759 plus one second. As soon as it flips, we'll let you know. And then get your calls in. Uh, you guys in Tampa, specifically the Bone, are absolutely killing it. You're winning up all the money, and everybody's jealous. So keep it up. Let's keep going. Right now, it's time to check in with Galvin. He has today's news. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Calta Show. What do we have in news today? Galvin. Today's news brought to you by Pelt Shoes. I am wearing my Pelt Shoes right now. They're very comfortable, beautiful ultras. Uh, you can stop in there, get any shoes you want. You need walking shoes, running shoes. You need some boots, some heels. You need some flip-flops. They have all the brands, all the styles, whatever you're looking for. And they're very nice, is our lovely uh, friend who called in yesterday. If you have two different size feet, they can figure that out for you. Yeah. So stop into a Pelt's location near you for the perfect fit and just whisper my name, Calvin. That Get poor lady said, wow. she said a car ran over a foot and now one of her feet are nope. bigger than the other. It's not even close to what she <laughs> said. Uh, something happened. She was in the military. Oh, the military. Though. She was in the military and there was something that happened. Now one foot is actually two sizes bigger than the other foot. Yeesh. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if one grew or one shrunk. We didn't yeah. get into that. Pelts, I don't make you feel like the elephant man when you go in there. No. She said yeah. they were very nice. They figured everything out. She got great shoes, got the 10% discount. She loved it. Uh, the National Weather Service, Mike said, mm. the National Weather Service downgraded Hurricane Laura to a Category 3 storm just before 5 a.m. this morning after maximum sustained winds decreased to about 120 miles per hour. Decreased to 120 miles yeah. per hour. The storm is forecast to weaken rapidly and is uh, currently located about 30 miles north-northwest of Lake Charles, Louisiana, and 50 miles northeast of Port Arthur, Texas. Laura, which is still moving north at 15 miles per hour, is expected to become a tropical storm later in the day. Yeah, it looks like uh, it's not as bad. Uh, certainly when you're in Louisiana and you see a hurricane coming, you freak out a little bit. Uh, but this one here, I mean, it's certainly going to cause some destruction, but not as bad as they've had before. But uh, have no fear. There's another one brewing already. But oh, yeah. they also said that they were, like, expecting winds and surges to go, like, 40 miles inland. And they said it didn't happen. So that was a big relief yeah. for them. Yep. That, that Thankfully. What would you? What would it take for you to leave the state? Oh, I've I've well, I haven't left the state, but I've uh, gone from when I was in Destin and it was coming right at us. We went over to Tallahassee and stayed with my brother. Yeah, and it, which was good news because whenever I came back, the place that I was living in was absolutely destroyed. Oh, the it, it was still standing, but it was uh, water and the sewage all backed up and everything. I mean, it was it was terrible. What about your stuff? I got as much stuff as I could and put it into my little hatchback Mitsubishi or whatever I had at the time. I put my TV and my electronic drum set and all my clothes and everything else, but there is, yeah, a lot, lot of stuff was destroyed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, it's, I'd hate to have to leave, but I also don't want to yeah. be here when it happens if it's right. that bad, you know? So, so it was, it was uh, interesting because a ton of my stuff got destroyed and I filled out the stuff for FEMA, which I didn't get anything. But then there was this girl that worked with us at the bar named Melinda, who I think a uh, leaf fell on her head, and she got I don't know how many thousands of dollars and got new boobs. Really? Oh, wow. I was like, you should at least show me your boobs. Yeah. I mean, that's... You deserve that. Yeah. Fair. It's fair. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Do you know who that is? 
Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse. When we played softball together in 84. No. Mm, no. <laughs> he is a 17-year-old white guy who was charged with homicide in what officials described as a vigilante act that resulted in three pro- protesters in Wisconsin being shot, oh. two fatally, uh, late Tuesday night. After the incident, onlookers police, uh, alerted police that Rittenhouse, who was underage and not allowed to openly carry a weapon, was roaming the street with a semi-automatic, <clears throat> excuse me, semi-automatic rifle slung around his neck. Since his arrest Wednesday, details have emerged that Rittenhouse posted to social media in support of the pro-police Blue Lives Matter movement. He spoke to reporters before the shooting about uh, a self-styled citizen patrol who came to Kenosha to uh, protect businesses from vandalism. There is a picture of him. Like, what a nerd that kid is. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't... You know, I'm pro... uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even want to. I'm yes, I'm pro police, but I'm more pro human lives. Like I don't yeah. want to. I'm pro. I, I think that this idiot going out there with a gun isn't helping anybody. No, he went out there to shoot some people, and he's yeah. like, "I'm going to protect people." And you're not protecting. You want to go shoot somebody? He found yeah, right? a reason. He yeah. found his time. And he traveled. He traveled there too. He's not yeah, from, from Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, he's from Illinois. You know, I, and a lot of people are seeing that as an opportunity for them to go and and share in the anarchy. I, I have no interest in being anywhere near near that. I don't want to be put in a position where I have to kill somebody else, and I don't want to. Certainly, don't want to be hurt by anybody so well i got to imagine if we get rid of the target stores everything should be fine because apparently they're causing problems <laughs> yeah. because everybody is breaking into every target all the time whenever this happens yeah. i don't know everybody loves there. target when you have to buy something but then when you're mad you want to go burn it down i don't understand that yeah, don't what's scary that. is other kids are going to see this as like he was the first one and you know who knows what other cats. Ki- you know what i mean Cause- yeah, it could be this is uh, crazy. President Donald Trump says he will call for drug tests for both former Vice President Joe Biden and himself before the first candidate's debate on September 29th. In the Oval Office interview Wednesday, the president uh, expressed suspicion at what he said was sudden marked improvement in Biden's debate performance during the Democratic <laughs> primary season and suggested that he believes the improvement was the result of taking drugs. Uh, here is President Trump talking about the situation. Uh, like, I don't know whether he's taking per- uh, performance-enhancing drugs. It's or what? a little clear drug that Bradley Cooper. Did. Oh, nice. yeah, limitless. Here's President Trump. What nobody thought is that he was even going to win, because he had debate performances were so bad. You know, frankly, his best performance was against Bernie. We're going to call for a drug test, by the way, because his best performance. Was against Bernie. It wasn't that he was Winston Churchill, because he wasn't, but he, it was a normal, boring debate. You know, nothing amazing happened. And, and we are going to call for a drug test, because there's no way you can't do that. What do you think is going on? Well, I don't know how he could have been so incompetent in his debate performances and then all of a sudden be okay against Bernie. I don't mean he was good or greater. I just mean he was a normal, boring debate. There was nothing you understand. He got through it. <laughs> well, frankly, I thought he, he was, you know, they were even, more or less, right? Uh, by the way, I cut it off, but I wanted to, it was so much that I wanted to cut it down. But he goes on to say, and, th- and this is the way he says it. He goes, and then Kamala Harris, <laughs> she's another beauty. That's what he said, she's another beauty. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love about him. This this disruptiveness. This whole yeah. you're gonna you're gonna ask a uh, former vice president to take a drug test yeah. when you when not because he appeared like like your son appeared on cocaine the other night, but because he appeared like he improved <laughs> in his performance. Uh, I love it. I love uh, well, it. speaking Trump. of Donald Trump Jr., uh, he has denied rumors that he was under the influence of cocaine while delivering his Republican National, National Convention speech on Monday night. Uh, I guess Stephen Colbert and some different people were saying that, uh, speculating that he was high. He said, quote, I guess there uh, must have been something with the lighting uh, Trump Jr. said. They started totally. doing this uh, trending thing, Donald Trump Jr. on cocaine and all of that. I said, no, 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 no. You must have me confused with Hunter Biden. No. Oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> those those Trump kids, uh, I guess he was so because his, didn't his brother die of alcoholism and he was so non, 
he doesn't drink and he doesn't want his kids on drugs. And I think it was Tom Arnold who told us that Eric was using drugs and allegedly. And uh, Trump found out about it, and then like uh, that's why he wasn't on Apprentice those years. Like mm. he banned him yeah. from the Trump family for a while. Wow. Yeah. But didn't we find out a couple of years ago that they all take Adderall? I mean, it's prescribed, but that could be why if he was all hopped up. You know, maybe he took an extra one to be in the zone. My question is, they're saying Donald Trump Jr. was on cocaine and not Guilfoyle? Yeah, they said both of them. That was the thing. They were both together (laughs) and that they were both doing coke. (laughs) By the way, everyone, I'm sure, has seen it where they cut that in with uh, Dwight giving the speech. Oh, my God. (laughs) Pounding on the table. It's uh, it's on our Instagram if you didn't see it. It's hilarious. Uh, Sticking with politics, Mike Pence has accepted the nomination for a second term as vice president for the Republican Party for the 2020 election. So Pence is back. Hot, hot heat with yeah. Pence. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Game three of the Lightning Bruins wasn't even close. The Lightning blew the uh, Bruins away 7-1, to one, taking a 2-1 to one series lead. Game four is happening Friday at 7.30 p.m. Very excited. They played great. They've overcome that, uh, that um, power play uh, that had been falling short. And it was very exciting to watch that game and have a uh, just have a huge run against the Bruins. And even though that rat face Marshawn stuck one in, the rest <laughs> yeah. of it was uh, was awesome. And I'm so happy. And Steve Stamkos left the bubble. Oh boy! Don't I'm going to keep saying it until the newspaper has to report it and have to go. <laughs> All right, we didn't know. We couldn't get an answer, but this guy knew. Uh, so you have hockey happening, but apparently. A lot of other sports aren't happening. August 26th, yesterday, was a historic day for professional sports in the U.S. with athletes banding together to stand against racial injustice and refusing to play games across the country following the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Uh, Three NBA playoff games were postponed after the Milwaukee Bucks decided not to take the floor against the Orlando Magic as players took a stand with their Bucks counterparts. Three WNBA, five Major League Soccer, and three Major League Baseball games were also postponed. And following the postponement of its opening series against Portland Trailblazers, players from the Los Angeles Lakers, as well as their uh, city counterparts, the Los Angeles Clippers, voted to boycott the remainder of the 2019-2020 NBA season. Now, I don't know who's against this. I don't know who got mad at this, if anybody. Um... You know, if you've watched any of the NBA games or seen any of the highlights, you see that the players have things written on their shirts and they're, they have an opportunity to express themselves. And now you have Roger Goodell coming out and saying, had we listened to Colin Kaepernick, we wish we had listened to Colin Kaepernick because what what he was doing was a peaceful protest and what is happening now is is not peaceful. Which, by the and, way, this all happened on uh, the same day four years ago when Colin Kaepernick... Oh, wow. was, that was four years ago when he kneeled first kneeled, and and you know a majority of the uh, of the NBA are, are guys of color, and they uh, for them to come forward and give up something like this a playoff game mm. uh, and to kneel down is a huge huge statement. And some people were saying last night, well, I hope they lose. I hope if they really want to make a sacrifice, they're going to lose money from that game. None of these players are playing that game for the money. There's a couple of. There's a couple of guys who are barely on the team that are looking for that playoff bonus money, but the, none of these guys are doing it for the money. And, and I think they would gladly give up that one game's pay uh, to do what they're doing. I don't think it's anything uh, like that. I think that it's great that they're allowing them to do it. I think it's great that they are uh, that you know the other teams joined uh, forces with them. I found it very amusing that the soccer people were like, well, we're not going to do it either. I think soccer guys just want to play. No, I, I, I find that to be respectful as well. I mean, the uh, you know the soccer uh, teams have plenty of guys of color on them, and if they felt like it was the right thing to do, then your team stands together and does the right thing. And I saw them interviewing some of the Islanders yesterday and some of the hockey players, and, and they didn't know what to say. They were like, uh, they were basically wanted to say we've been literally living in a bubble for months. And yeah. Well, we're only doing this so that we could play this game. We have nothing to do with the outside world and none of this. And certainly, we support the other athletes who are doing this. Um, you know, it's 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 different. And and uh, I don't think this is a bad thing. I think this is letting letting these people uh, go ahead and and act like uh, they want to in order to show the rest of the world what's important to them, I think is a good sign of fighting it and doing what they did to Colin Kaepernick, which I, I've said a million times I was a late bloomer on, 
uh, it was wrong, and I think they learned from their from their experiences here. I think that's a positive sign that they learned from their their past experiences with athletes. Uh, well, former player and now broadcaster Kenny Smith. I don't know what's going on with my throat. Uh, joined the protest and walked out of the NBA on TNT Studios in solidarity with the NBA players. We actually have some video up on Bone TV of Kenny Smith walking out. Here you go. This is tough. I mean, right now my head is like ready to explode just in the thoughts of what's going on. And uh, I don't know if I'm even appropriate enough oh. to say it what the players are feeling and how they're feeling. And um, I haven't talked to any of the players. I'm just but like coming in, even like driving here and getting into into the studio, hearing calls and people talking. And for me, I think the biggest thing now is to kind of as a black man, as a former player, I think it's for best for me to support the players and just not be here tonight. And I respect that. And then he got up and walked away. So, yeah, that's self-serving, I think. I understand what you're saying, Mike, but I, the one thing that I have a problem with is, the, like, they're boycotting over the Jacob Blake shooting, which I understand it's – you. we don't want to see a life taken or anything like that or anyone being paralyzed by a police officer or by anybody. But you have to take each case, regardless of color or what's going on, you have to take each case individually. So if they do this for George Floyd – Obviously, 100%. I understand that. But with the Jacob Blake incident, there are so many things that go with the police officer doing his job appropriately that it's hard for me to, like, agree with these players for boycotting for that reason. I I don't – I understand what you're saying. I don't think that – I I don't think that it matters – what it is. it's a fact that this is still happening. Yeah. It's not for the one case, it's for but that is all what, the cases. But that is what it's being reported on. It was ba- like they are boycotting based on the recent shooting of Jacob Blake. I, I, I always say that um, one of Muhammad Ali's greatest thing is his contribution to society is teaching white people about racism because he was a he was really the first black hero that transcended over to uh, white people. White people were like Muhammad Ali for the first time. Before, if you were black, you like black people. If you were white, you like white people. And very rarely did white people uh, love uh, black athletes and black actors and that sort of stuff. And Muhammad Ali was that first person. And he uh, he laid it down for them as to why he did not want to fight in, in Vietnam. And, and it was because this country was still so racist that they allowed Muhammad Ali to go over there and represent them in the Olympics and win a gold medal and then come back over here and they wouldn't even let him sit in the same uh, area as other people and you know let him drink from the same fountain, let him go to the same bathrooms. They still treated him like yeah, uh, he was trash. And then they looked at him and said, now we want you to go over to fight a war for us in a country you didn't hear of, never heard of before. And and Ali said, I, I'm not mad at no Viet Cong. No Viet Cong didn't try to stop me from eating in a restaurant, uh, didn't, didn't arrest me for no reason, didn't do it. And you start to realize he's, he's right. And last night, Snoop Dogg, of all people, who I think is mostly an idiot, uh, posted a uh, video on his Instagram, and it was of a crazy white dude screaming at a police officer and chasing him and even had some sort of weapon. I think it was one of those those batons. I couldn't really tell. And the police officer, I don't, I don't, even, think, I don't even think the police officer drew his gun. And he was backing away from the guy, and there were other cops there. And Snoop Dogg said, "If this kid was black, this would have been over in eight seconds." And and that's powerful because that's right. Whether you whether you believe it or not, and I'm always in the uh, I'm always in the defense of the police officer because I don't think people point out the fact enough that the police officers are human beings, and they're also afraid of losing their lives, and they shouldn't be faulted for that. Uh, and uh, you know what, what he pointed out yesterday in that video is. It was embarrassingly true. Yeah. If that had been a black guy that ran at him and screaming at him, and they would at least had his guns drawn, or in the past, the history shows uh, that they would have had their at least had their guns drawn, and and you know they they shot that other guy. Listen, I, whether or not that guy deserved it, they shot him in the back as he was getting in the car. And in that video yesterday, the guy was swinging at the police officer, and they didn't do anything. They just kept moving away from him, and you you see it right there. And and I think that's what they're protesting. It's not it's not the particular 
shooting incident. It's the fact that right. It's, it's the umbrella of the. Yeah. It encompasses everything. I'm. Just, it's just one of those things that it's just hard to get behind because that's what they're making their statement about. That's what they're saying they're boycott- boycotting the season about because of the shooting of. Well, some of the uh, WNBA players I saw they were kneeling and they had white T-shirts on with seven bullet holes in the back. Like, yeah. you know, actually out on the floor with that before they decided not to play. I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how much of that situation is racism and how much of it is fear. What is the what is the proper police procedure then? Uh, at what point should have should that have ended before it ended in in gunfire. Right. I think that whole thing was a big mess. Uh, And the DOJ came out and said that there was a knife on the uh, floorboard of uh, the uh, driver's side. Yeah. So whatever, you know, he was going in the car where there was a knife and he got shot. But the whole thing, terrible. Yeah, he shouldn't have been shot. He shouldn't have fought police. They should have stopped him before he got there. Yeah. You know, you sit there and you're a quarterback. I don't even agree that he shouldn't have been shot. I don't know that they should have waited and shot him seven times in the back. And they did deploy the taser, but for some reason the taser either didn't work or didn't work on him or whatever that was. So they tried to use non-life-threatening you know, violence. They tried to tase him to stop him, and then that didn't work out, whatever. And then he went around to the driver's side of the car where there was a knife, and then he got shot seven times. I mean, the whole thing is a big mess, and you wish that it wouldn't happen, but who's to say what's right and what's wrong? I mean, we weren't there. We don't know. And no, you, we're see, talking you about... see a 40-second clip of uh, you know video, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know how what to say about this. And we're ta- we're, when you look at the facts, you're talking about police who are called to a domestic violence for for a uh, a violent offender with a history and a warrant and a weapon and uh, and was diving into the car to either try and take off with the car with kids in it uh, or grab a weapon. And at that point, you have to worry about the safety of the police officer, the safety of the kids, the safety of the onlookers. What if that guy gets in the car and just starts mowing people down in the car? Then that goes back on the cops. Why did you let him do that? Why did you let him get in the car? Uh, I, you're right, Carmen. Not a good example, but it's not It's not that particular case. Right. It the prob- is the, the whole thing. Go ahead, whoever's talking. Uh, the, pro- the problem I have with that is that a lot of that is, well, you know, you're, you're taking some, you're potentially taking someone's life based on a lot of what ifs. What if this happened? What if that happened? What if this happened? What if that happened? Well, he could have done this. Well, there's, so you're ending, but there's you're ending somebody's life with a what if, which is, is tough. Uh, th- there is plenty of things that um, were, were justifiable in that whole thing. Not, I mean, it's a bad look to shoot anybody in the back. And I think that that them shooting him at the last uh, moment in the back was the last resort because there were plenty of other opportunities to shoot him justifiably. And you have a guy who's got a weapon and moving towards you, and you've uh, sent the taser out, and the taser didn't work, and he's still moving. You're in a position now to where you're going to get a clean shoot. And it seems to me that they didn't want to do that, or they didn't they didn't do it. And then at that point, that last moment is when you have to decide: Do I let this go? Do I let him run away? Like, what do we do? That's not what we're called out here. We got called out here in the first place because he was. Uh, allegedly, in the middle of a domestic dispute, a domestic abuse. So, so what? Do, what do we do? We let him go. I mean, what's the answer? Yeah. And I love yeah, the way everybody everybody is making it like these guys are. I can't understand why this happened. Well, because he's lived a life of crime, and he's a scumbag, and the cops had to come out here again, and when he got here, it, he made it escalate to this. So don't make it like it's so. It's so hard to understand. And there was a warrant out for his arrest, and yeah. I, you know, everybody that I've heard talk about this, journalists in, included, they've never been a police officer, they've never been in any of these types of situations, but they're the first ones to accuse the police of acting irrationally Italian. or not doing their job. And it's like you don't know. You you sit behind a desk all day. And how many uh, how many people who have been to jail and have a warrant out of the arrest have said the words, "I'm not going back to jail"? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, if it means. I have to kill me and my three kids. I'm not going back to jail. I mean, what's 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 a what's a better headline? Cops don't shoot the guy. He gets in the car and he drives off. And in the process of trying to get away from everybody, he drives his car into another family's car, and both everybody dies. Six people now dead in a fire explosion 
Who do they look at? The cops. Why did you let them go? Why did you break procedure? Why did you let them kill those innocent kids? It's 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 a lose lose. I mean, we've said it a million times, but the last job you want to have is a cop. I don't know why anybody is thinking yeah. about graduating high school and becoming a police officer. It just it's it's not worth it. It's not it's not worth it at all. And in certain states, it's it's even worse because you do what you're supposed to do, and uh, then your own your own people yeah. they bail on you because of social pressure. Uh, so we started talking about the basketball stuff, which got us into that. But back- also, real quick, Gallon, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to point out that um, I have been called racist a lot in the last couple of days on social media because of my view and because of my my whole approach is we don't know all the facts. I'm sorry. I'm a guy who likes to know all the facts before I make a decision. Mm. And if you think that that makes me racist, then that's on you. And uh, I, I have also been the same guy that say, look, if you've got something to say, our phone lines are open. You want to call here and you want to have a discussion with me, I'm not looking to yell at you and hang up. I'm looking to listen to what you have to say and go, hey, maybe you're right. I, I didn't consider that. I've done that plenty of times before. But I also find it very funny that I had uh, a couple of conversations yesterday of people of color and of white people, and the white people that want to call me racist. Yeah, <laughs> It blows my mind. It blows my mind. You can't be that closed-minded to things you really have to look at the whole situation and put yourself in these people's shoes and don't be don't be swayed by the fact that uh, although i admire these athletes and the fact that they're willing to put these social things uh, ahead of their own uh, careers i mean not lebron lebron's going to be the one that goes down as a hero and still makes billions of dollars but there's guys on this team that are willing to take a knee and you don't know their name and they're not going to make any money off it they're doing this for the cause uh, and i admire those guys but um, don't let them sway you because they're athletes. Don't jump on board and believe everything that they say uh, just because they're athletes, and that applies in any in any situation. Especially LeBron, because just last year he was he had to backtrack a tweet where he was not in support of freedom of speech for the Hong Kong protests. Yeah, and China cracked down on him, and he was like, "Oh, well, I didn't really know what I was talking about." Mm-hmm. So. And, and no, you have to give him that. He may not have at the time. He may have felt a certain way, and then later on, he he may have learned a little bit more. Jordan would have known. <laughs> the funny thing about LeBron is, it's easy for him to to say because um, he's definitely the head of the NBA. He's the leader. And it's definitely easy for him to go, we're going to sit these games out and we're going to do this because he's got championships, he's got guaranteed money, he's got nothing's going to change for LeBron. In fact, in in years from now, we're going to look back at him like we do uh, about maybe uh, Ali and some of those guys. And, and then nothing's changing for LeBron. But there's guys on that team who are going for their first championships that are like, uh, yeah, 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 I'm in. <laughs> they're, not, yeah. they're not like, this is the best idea in the whole world. They're like, oh, all right, all right whatever the team's doing. But we're going to play, right? We're I was going to postpone it. I was going to break the season record for most points. Yeah, yeah. I got a bonus if I hit three more baskets. I'm just saying. Uh, an autograph portion of the Staples Center court from uh, Kobe Bryant's final game is hitting the auction block. It ex- is expected to sell for at least half a million dollars. Yeah. Oh, yesterday, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning put up um, uh, stuff for auction every game. And, you know, before, you know, like in the day, they'll put it up there for the Lightning Foundation. And uh, it's always autographed stuff by all, by all the players, probably about 10 items every day. And I bought a lot of stuff from there, but mostly... It's mostly the stuff I've gotten is when bands come through town, they'll get stuff signed from the bands if they can, and then they'll auction those off for charity. And I've gotten a couple of gifts for people there. I bought my wife something from Alex Colon from there because it's all for charity. And yesterday they had something that I was going pretty deep on. Uh, they auctioned off a panel of the glass signed by the entire team Ooh. from the oh. ML Arena. And I was eighteen hundred dollars into it before it. <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't want to. I don't want to get divorced. I mean, I was literally like, I can take this window out in my house and put this here. I was, pla- <laughs> I was gonna go. I was like, I'll take it for this much. And I thought, now my wife will kill me mm. if if you'd had your seats from Yankee Stadium with the panel oh, of the glass and the lightning yes. behind that. They look awesome. Ooh, Gio. Oh, the only go- <laughs> the only good sign is they got to have other panels. That's all I'm saying. There's got to yeah. be more panels. Um, Jeff Bezos was already the richest man in the world, but yesterday Amazon stock jumped about 2%, making him the first person to be worth $200 billion. Even if you adjust that for inflation, it is the largest (laughs) fortune ever amassed. $200 
billion dollars. That is unbelievable. That is a lot of money. That's a ton of money. uh, I would like to say you're welcome. What? Because of buying stuff on Amazon? Uh, Yeah, uh, just yesterday alone, I think I might have added to that 2%. Yeah. (laughs) I bought bought one of those carrying cases for a shotgun. Like you slide your shotgun in and you sling it over your shoulder kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. And uh, I got it from Amazon. I love it. It's great. And then... I realized that it's all Velcro on the side and that you can put other things on it so you can carry more. Yes, I was ordering those yesterday, and then they tell you, well, if you order this, most people order this with it. And I was like, okay, I'll order it. Oh, yeah. And next thing you know, Jeff Bezos is worth $200 million. That's it, man. (laughs) You did it. You put him over the Jeff Bezos is worth $200 billion. After his divorce. But And he did it in a way that is making uh, most businesses the most efficient that they've ever been. Like if I if I see a product somewhere on Facebook where I go, oh, that's an awesome lighter. I really want that lighter. I'm not buying it from that company and waiting four weeks for it. If I can't go to Amazon immediately and find it there, I don't get it. And if I do, I go to Amazon and there's someone that has a similar product. I'll just buy that. Amazon is has made the efficiency and timing of their deliveries have been so good that I don't know why we'd buy anything anywhere else. Yeah. And it's only going to get faster. Because they're buying up all the uh, Sears and different spots, whatever, yep. to have those as uh, fulfillment centers, you know, so they're going to be able to have it the same day, most of the stuff. I can't wait till they open up the Amazon uh, warehouse where you can go and shop there for stuff that people have returned. Oh, Ooh. open box oh, stuff? Yeah. Open box stuff. I, you know, I found a place near my house. Hold on, I think of where it was. Like an Amazon outlet style? Yeah, just uh, call it a return, the return store. Uh, where was I? I was driving near my house somewhere. Oh, okay, okay. Right, uh, it was um, like by MCOR over on fifty four and forty one. There's a couple little warehouses over there, and there was there was uh, one of those guest guest uh, car cleaning places that you could drive through. I needed to vacuum my car, so I pulled in and I'm vacuuming and I'm throwing out old plastic bottles and stuff. And I look over and there's this warehouse, and people are parking going in and they're like sale. And I go, what? I didn't even know those were like retail places. So I drove over there. And it is. It looks like these people would buy like. Um, uh, did you ever see that people buy like pallets of stuff? Yeah. And they'll buy like pallets of of returns and all that, and from Best Buy or Amazon or whatever or wherever it is, or Home Depot, things that they can't resell, and they'll go buy it. Uh, it's kind of like Storage Wars. They'll buy it not knowing what's inside it, and then they resell that stuff. So I got out and I walked around and I was amazing. They had everything from doorknobs to broomsticks and uh, they they just had all these things like that you would normally buy like at a Home Depot or whatever for like four dollars. I didn't mm. buy anything. I didn't need anything. But it was amazing. If you need any sort of lawn equipment, I'd certainly buy it there before I bought it anywhere else. Yeah, it's like Facebook Marketplace, but you could walk through it. Nice. Yeah. So eventually, Amazon's going to have one of those places where they just all the returns that they get that they don't care about. Right. They just go here and just try to sell them again. Uh, this is pretty interesting because, Mike, you were talking about this a little bit last week. Google searches for panic attack and, and anxiety attacks have hit an all-time high really? during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people apparently are having the panic attacks. Yeah. I, uh, my panic, it's really weird. I'm having panic attacks, which I have in a couple of uh, days now, which has been great, which I think mine are completely dietary related. It's the only change that I've made, and I don't have any... Uh, I'm not panicky about anything. Mm, I don't yeah. worry about it. I worry about nothing. I used to be worried about everything, and now I don't care about it. Not that I don't care, but I don't worry about it. You but should have them check your pancreas. And it's also the change in your everyday life. You're used to getting up, coming to work, and going home. Just mixing up your routine like that and having a complete shift in life change and routine. Right. That, that can be an offset. But I tried to retrace what happened each of those days. And uh, what it was, my wife pointed out, she's like, both of those, both of the days that I was with you, you didn't eat, but you drank a lot of caffeine. Mm. So I'm wondering if I threw my balance off somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And also yesterday I had another, I had another experience I want to share with you when most people keep these things <laughs> bottled in because they look weird, but I want to share this with you also. Uh, there is a gentleman named Rick Chrome. Do you know who Rick Chrome is, Galvin? You do if you saw him. He's an older white man. And he was on um, that episode of Louie where they were talking about the gay F word. It's mm. a, it's an Emmy Award winning episode. Like, if you saw it, you'd yeah, be like, Yeah, yeah, oh, I, I know who he is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I was talking about him with Bobby last night, and they put a picture of him up, 
And when they did, I had almost like a little, not a panic attack, but like a little flutter. And, uh, I, and then I had, I can kind of like grasp a thought and then it goes away. You ever, you ever see when you're trying to remember somebody's name and you're like, oh, I just had it. And right. I lost yeah. It. I get that thought and then I lost that thought again. And Rick Chrome did something to me. And Bobby's like, what do you mean? I'm like, he, I, when I saw him, I feared him like I just confronted a molester. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? What? Yeah. And then I said, but here's the thing. I have no, other than the one molestation for the Happy Days game by the girl that I talk about, I have no no experiences with men in my life that of anything that's ever been sexually inappropriate. Um, so, and that's not, I, I don't lie, I tell you guys everything. So do you think he looks like somebody that you may have repressed uh, memory? That's, that's what Bobby was saying. Bobby yeah. was like, you have a repressed memory. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't have it. But when I saw him, it scared me for a second. Oh. Or maybe you just really don't like his act. Yeah. Or, or I think that he, that sort of creepy old white guy has been portrayed so many times in the media as the, as the child molester. You know, mm-hmm. that maybe maybe he just looked so much like that that I was like, ooh, that's what he looks like. Gross. Uh, so I've been waiting to tell you guys this story. Oh, boy. A 64-year-old woman. This is my girl? And her 43-year-old son <laughs> oh, no. are facing oh, no. criminal charges after they were allegedly caught having sex on the couch in the mother's house. And I saw that on uh, Pornhub a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl Lavoie and her son, Tony have been charged with incest in connection with a late-night encounter. During police questioning, the Lavoies reportedly admitted to consensual sexual encounter with both claiming it was their first time together. I don't want to talk about it. I made a mistake, and I'm embarrassed enough as is, said Tony, telling the police. Yes, we did have sex. It just happened, he added. Uh, When asked how it just happened, Lavoie said that he was playing a video game in the living room when his mother... Just started kissing him, and they had sex. Oh, By the way, if you're wondering... Uh, yeah, I was fine with the sex, but you said they were kissing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you're wondering how they got busted, well, that happened when the son's wife walked in. Oh, oh my God. God. The Lavoies now face a maximum of 20 years in jail if convicted for incest. Here is a picture of the Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Hot or not? Hot or not? Oh, she is No, no, let's 64. talk. Well, you saw her, right? No, yeah, I'm just okay. telling you. 64, he's 43. You wanna... A question. Yeah? That's his biological mother? Yes, full-on full on mom. Spanish. Hot. That it's, is it, hard Spanish. This is hard. You say that. Uh, listen to me, okay? She's 64 years old. No. She. Let me finish. <laughs> She's 64 years old. He's 40-something. 43. That's probably the same age difference between you and your mother. And your mom's hot. My mom is beautiful. If your mom was my mom. It would be 21-year difference. Spanish, if your mom was my mom, I would totally have sex with her. Yeah, that's acceptable. But but no, I could never, I could never in a million years. My grandma, maybe, but my mother, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Now... Do you think either of them are good looking? Is the mom good looking? The son's not. Both good looking. I, one. Where is this? Uh, where was this out of? In my head, I've already pictured them. I figure that they're both gross white trash, and and she, they both have sunken faces from drugs, and she is. Uh, they're both like a, a maximum 120 pounds each, Ugh. and he has a. Gross beard and fingered nail dirt. Listen, he's pl- he's forty years old and playing video games at his mom's house or no, has his- wrong with video yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Easy. Your beard. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fan. Yeah, the video games. <laughs> I'm going to tell you though. This is in uh, Massachusetts. If I can't I'm- you oh, in Massachusetts. Years. Oh, that's, so. there's plenty of white trash areas there. If I'm playing video games and my mom comes in <laughs> and she starts kissing me. I I oh, look I I see what you're doing here, but I'm playing Madden right now. No. So you need to wait. <laughs> I will not stop playing uh, video. Games. All right, let's I need see. an I answer. Can't. Hot or not? No, no way. They're no. Anybody going hot? I'll go. She's she's hot. She always wears a muumu and she's hot. Uh, <laughs> gross. Go ahead and show the picture, Joe. Hey. I mean, he looks exactly like I thought he was going to yep. look. Yep. <laughs> and she looks exactly like a man. 
She looks like Beaker from yeah, <laughs> from the Muppets. Oh, yeah, she has no chin whatsoever. She's lower lip and chest. Not even oh. lower lip. She only like no. She has no lips. How is she kissing him? Yeah. yeah. What is the uh, wife? The wife really has to just be a troll if this she's is. She's got to be doing. atrocious. The uh, wife has to be atrocious. Uh, Do we know I, their name? We know their names. Yeah, Colin? yeah, yeah. It's uh, Cheryl uh, Lavoie, and it's spelled L A V O I E. Well, how how are we spelling Cheryl? C H E R Y L, and that's the wife or the mother. That is the mother, but there are pictures of the wife. There are uh-huh. pictures of the wife. Uh, if you put in that name and you hit Google search, there is a. Uh, but I don't know if that's really her or not. Right, I if found. Like fer, fer, uh, there's a lot of Cheryl Lavoy um, in Massachusetts too. That's the problem, and there's a couple. That no, just put in just put in Cheryl Lavoy and hit images. It'll come up. No, I'm trying, I'm come saying, up I'm trying to find it on Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a couple of, uh, of mothers here I take a shot at on Facebook. Oh. So Cheryl. if you put in Tony, let me see if it has his wife. Oh you know, Tony Lavoy. Wife. There, let's see. Oh, he's uh, a Boston fan. Uh, yeah, of course. He's yeah, yeah. got a Bruins hat on. <laughs> yeah, all, all Boston fans bang their moms. No. Don't. <laughs> uh, Bruins. Don't. Brad Marsh on first face he ever licked was his mother's. <laughs> you know there that? is no oh. way. There is no way, Carmen. There's no way that's his wife. No. But that's his, what it says. His name is Tony Lavoy. Yeah, and if you put in Tony Lavoy's wife, it comes up with this picture of this hot blonde. No way. But it, and it's attached to the story, though. But I don't know. It doesn't show her in the story, but it shows a picture of her on the Google image search. So I don't know. Mm. Uh, wow. They're They're... Gross. Let's just yeah. say that everybody's gross. Uh, I didn't know you get up to twenty five years for incest. Uh twenty years. Incest. I didn't know that they were still That's... had stringent laws against that. I guess. Much. Your yeah. mother, what? I would take the chance. Your mother's worth the pinch. I do uh, just think about it though. Whenever they come out, she'll only be eighty four, and he'll be sixty three. Uh, so. uh, I don't. I, I don't think they're going to get any jail time. The judge is going to go. Nah, you two just live with that. Yeah, for real. You never know if the wife is like, that's disgusting, and I want to press charges and do, yeah. uh, who knows? I don't know how that works. Yeah, but uh, also, uh, it's L-A-V-O-I-E? It is, hold on, sorry. Um, yeah, right? L-A-V-O-I-E. Yeah, so yes. uh, there, even though they admitted it, which a, ju- which a good lawyer will probably get thrown out anyway, there, who caught them? Like she, the the all they have to do is get together in their stories and say, "No, she's crazy. We're playing video games." No, they she, admitted to it. Right, oh. that's what I'm saying. But a good lawyer is going to get that thrown out. You can't. You, you're not allowed to talk to them without a lawyer there. And then Dom would be like, "You get that thrown out in a second. Um, oh, Jesus, that's just gross. Uh, all right, let me grab a couple of these phone calls. Don't forget, we only got about three minutes before the uh, before the top of the hour. Uh, let's go to Ryan. Ryan, good morning. You're on the mic. the show. What's up, Ryan? Hey, sir. How y'all doing? Good, buddy. What's happening? <clears throat> so, uh, a, a different little thing. So, I was a uh, former law enforcement with uh, TPD out here in Tampa. Um, I was one of the responding officers for uh, Curtis and CoCab back about 10 years, a little over 10 years ago. Yes. Where so, they, they one of the things, yeah, one of the things with that, that kind of, brings back a lot when i see this video is him kind of going back to the car reaching in right the same kind of thing that happened there they were going for an arrest on a had a felon had a warrant um went in had him up against the car he proceeded to quickly reach into a car right into his pants right there at the door and turn around and in a split second shoot two people point blank range and then get in the car and drive off so when I see that video that just showed him going back to the car, we are taught we have no idea what is in that car. So in that seeing that video again is very chilling to me as I'm one of the first ones to pull up and see that. Yeah. Um, so that brings a lot of things back. And I, I completely, sadly, the chaos, what is happening in the world right now, but they were doing their job. It's just let, let me ask you a question, though. Uh, I agree with that, but um, do you think they should have done more earlier? Um, to a point, yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody's a little different. I had a military background as well. I, I can, I can fight and right. ground. I've done MMA, so there's a, it's a little different. I think one of them looked like to be 
you know, a, a lady possibly, she might have been scared. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. But I think after they went to wrestle him a little bit and then deploy a taser, it could have just caught baggy clothes or it could have caught a shirt and not actually got him. Um, but yes, him nonchalantly walking around somebody, I mean, should have probably jumped on us. There was three people there, but you know, once again, in this climate, it, it, it's hard. They don't, I think a lot of cops are looking for another job. Sadly, I have several friends that have put their badge down and they're doing sales now or something, but they're home every night and they're, they're loving life. Listen, um, I, 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 yeah, appreciate, I, I appreciate your call, and I appreciate what the police officers do. And, the, you know, people are not giving them, uh, not understanding the, the fact that they're human beings and they're putting their lives in danger as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the call, sir. But it's 8 o'clock. Obviously, this is all about money. This hour's bone bonus keyword is away. <laughs> Text AWAY to 70123 before 15 minutes past the top of the hour. And And go go get get your your thousand bucks. Good luck, everybody. Uh, I want to tell you what makes me incredibly proud and the entire station and the cluster here in Tampa is that a lot of winners are coming out of Tampa. And we're not doing anything. We're not going early. We're not doing, uh, we're not cheating in any way. Um, the fact is, is that we have so many dedicated listeners listening to the bone that I think more of them are being involved in this contest here than in other markets. So, uh, it's making us very proud and we appreciate you. And we'd love to see when that email comes back out to us in about a half hour. And it says, uh, then the winner came from Tampa and then it'll tell you what radio station and the amount of them that have come to the bone make us super proud. So By thank the way, you. Uh, check your text. I just sent you guys all a little meme that I made because uh, John <laughs> oh, said all the great. different program directors are like bragging on, you know, who and they're all like, what is the bone doing in this and that? So I made the meme with Leonardo DiCaprio from Django <laughs> Unchained uh, with him doing the laughing <laughs> thing. And but, uh, it's not it's not anything that uh, we're doing, I don't think, no, necessarily. It's, it's the, the fact that there's yeah. so many listeners that pay attention and are a part of it. So we, I, we definitely appreciate it. I had a guy uh, send me a screenshot of his alarms that were set for five minutes before each hour. He's like, I'm ready to yeah, go. It's $1,000. Yeah. yeah, for sure. $1,000 to send a stupid text. Why Why wouldn't you do it? Uh-huh. Yeah, good for good for you. I, oh, I, hope they're all, I hope they're all. Like, you know what's so funny is that. Um, when uh, Cammy won the uh, lottery thing, yeah, I was like, I, I like if you asked me to name twenty people in my life that I wish would have won, I'm she would have been on the list. You know what I mean? Like, oh I'm yeah, glad, great. yeah, yeah. Like I'm glad when people, good people, win. You know, I don't know. It's just it's it's for, like people who need money is the other people who I want to see win. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. Yesterday was National Dog Day, yep. uh, but today we have this. Bush just announced that they're launching a new beer for dogs. It's <laughs> when, called... you said, when you said Bush, I'm like, George Bush? Uh, Bush the band? <laughs> no. Like, right away I didn't know where you were going. Bush beer for dogs. It's called Bush Dog Brew, and it's non-alcoholic. Uh, they brewed it with flavors that your dog will like, including bone-in pork butt, <laughs> corn, and mint. Uh, you can get a four pack online for ten bucks. Uh, last check, they're already sold out. But uh, there's a picture of what the beer looks like with the dog next to it. So if you want to have your dog drinking some beer, and it's okay. it's um, it's non-alcoholic, so it's safe. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's safe for good. him. Yeah. It's just a little treat, little drink for him. I wish my stupid dog didn't have such a sensitive stomach. There's oh. so many. I mean, I made that brisket, and you don't. I mean, really, really, me and my daughter are the only one eating it the next day. Yeah. So I'm throwing away a lot of brisket. I wish I could just give it to the dog. I saw a video of a guy, and I believe it was a brisket. It was some sort of big hunk of meat, and uh, it just shows him from like it shows his hands. You know, you don't see his face, whatever. But he sits the uh, thing on a cutting board, yeah. and then gets a knife and holds the knife over it, and then just goes like this, like shakes his hand and sits the knife down and just squishes it. Yeah. And yeah. it just all yes. breaks apart like perfectly. Yeah, that's beautiful. A uh, travel website ranks the sexiest American accents each year. I have the 10 sexiest and then the 10 least sexiest as well. Sexiest American accent? Sexiest American accent. So think about different cities. Okay, can I give you the least first? Sure. Uh, Boston. Boston, you say, (laughs) is the least. It's actually number three sexiest, Uh, they say. What about, uh, like, the accent from the bayou? From Louisiana? Yeah. Uh, that is, let's see, 
Not in there. Not in the top ten. Uh, What's your go-to, Galvin? Uh, like Kentucky or Alabama? Ooh, mine is uh, no for girls. Yeah, Georgia. No, even that. Really? Savannah. Ooh, oh, I got a, yeah. I got a girl that starts talking to me about biscuits with that little, Ooh. little twang Ooh. on it. And then if she ever decides to talk dirty with that twang, <laughs> uh, Alabama actually came in at number four for sexiest. I'll take it. I like uh, a good valley girl. Just, so California? Just, just dumb enough, yeah. <laughs> like California, that came in at uh, number six for I would rather sexiest. punch that girl than do anything else. Ooh, Texas. Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Texas. Texas the number one <laughs> sexiest okay. accent. Well, hello there. <laughs> I'm Matthew McConaughey. Tonight I'll be reading a special sleep story called Wonder. Yes, Bobby. Texas is number one. Bobby Bendio. <laughs> Bobby Bendena. Yeah. Uh, um, South Florida in there? Uh, Florida Spanish? was ranked actually uh, 48th, I think it was. Oh. Yeah, so uh, let's see. The top sexiest ones are Texas. New York is number two. Boston, Alabama, Chicago, California, Philadelphia, Maine, the Northwest, and Kentucky. See, now New York works for guys, but does not work for girls. I think you got a Tony Soprano guy. Girls like that. A guy who's like, hey, I'm going to go down there and get a stick. <laughs> girls think that that's cute because they see it in movies and they like it. But if you get a girl and she's like, let me tell you what I'm going to do on Saturday, you're like, shut uh, up. Sometimes teeth. that works, though. Get dumb mouth. With, uh, like, we're uh, going to go get coffee and we're going to go sit in the closet. What's her name? Uh, Marissa Torme. Whenever she was in My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, because she oh, was so yeah. hot. But if she gets right, her, throw 25 pounds on her, you're like, tell this bitch yeah. to show up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what about the worst accents? The worst accents are what? New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey, number one. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey is number one. Long Island. Uh, Florida is actually in there. I think they had a different Florida, like a, I don't know what part, but they said Florida all over. Uh, no, Long, Long Island, did you say? Long Island, yeah. Was I kind of like girl, girls from Long Island. Or I'm sorry, I should say Long Island. Long Island. It's one word, Long Island. Long Island. Um, uh, I also, I think that some of the most attractive women and the accents together are from Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, that That's that funny. Chicago. I I love that Midwest looking girl. I love a girl who dresses for winter. <laughs> <laughs> Boots and a fluffy With furry fur. scarf. Yeah. Oh, I want to. And they smell good. Uh, least sexiest accent. Also, uh, Minnesota. I was oh, just yeah, gonna yeah, say Minnesota could be super hot for a hot Pittsburgh, day. Yins, North Dakota, Pittsburgh, uh, Yins don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Alaska. Pennsylvania Dutch, Appalachian, California Valley Girl. Actually, Spanish, so Valley Girl was yeah. in the least sexiest. I yeah. Put it. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Southern Ohio. Just Southern, Southern Ohio. Ohio. Northern Ohio, beautiful. Southern Ohio, garbage. <laughs> All Ohio is garbage. Uh, I think uh, Indiana also has the best, um, not accent, but the best pronunciation. Oh, yeah? Indiana folks speak so clearly. Uh, my my cousins from Pittsburgh would always uh, make fun of us. They'd be like, "You guys say awesome and excellent, this and that." And I go, "Yeah, but listen to how you guys talk, yens and all that. Well, so, uh, gum bands, you're gonna wash your clothes and stuff." I go, "Listen to any news broadcast; they speak how we speak." They say mid- the Midwest accent is the most uh, relatable for all, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's the best for like broadcasting and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, hey. that's what I'm saying. Most Ooh, let's go, Galvin. <laughs> we just air high fived. Uh, Letterman. Yeah, uh, you know any of those guys that uh, it's just it's just a, it's a very clean way of speaking. Right. Uh, finally, in news, I have some new music for oh, you guys. Yeah. Time, man. yeah, I have a feeling you're probably going to be able to answer this pretty quickly. I will let you know that this is a cover song. This is somebody doing "The Thrill Is Gone." Of course, you know BB King made yep. it super famous, uh, and the guitar work on here is by the legendary guitarist uh, Richie Blackmore. Uh, and then you have to tell me who the person is that is singing this song, okay? And, and then remind me, please, and let me forget I got a guitar follow-up. Okay. All right. So uh, as soon as you know it, yell it out. I think you'll get it pretty quick. Here we go. New music. Mike Helter Show. The thrill is gone. <laughs> Gone, baby. Stupid William Shatner. Yes, yeah. William Shatner. The thrill. It's gone away. You know, you've done me wrong, baby. 
Oh, stop milking it. You'll be sorry. Now, listen to this again and just imagine Pap Pap singing it. Thrill's gone, baby. <laughs> the thrill. Uh, yes, that, of course, is William Shatner, and I actually have a little uh, uh, medley of a few different songs of Shatner doing. Take a listen to this. I'm easy come, easy go, <laughs> little high, little low. Come on! Come on! Come on, let's go, space trucking! <laughs> it's 2 a.m. The fear is gone. I'm sitting here, waiting. The gun's still warm. Maybe my connection is tired of taking chances. Blinded me with science. Blinded me with science. Blinded me with science. And failed me in biology. <laughs> well, uh, he's the worst. Yeah, he's he's the worst. I'll tell you what. Um, I was never a big Star Trek fan. Uh-huh. I enjoyed when we had him on the show because he was surprisingly good. Um, and then... The whole thing with him, with Peter Sloan, uh-huh. uh, I believe that he is absolutely his father, and the fact that he has denied that all these years makes him a real scumbag to me. But then it was really Jeff Die that made me realize that he is a douchebag because Jeff Die doesn't talk bad about anybody, mm-hmm. and uh, he and Terry Bradshaw have developed like a father-son relationship. And they love each other, and they hang out. And when I brought up uh, William Shatner to him, he had no problem saying where the jerk he was. Right? He's like, I stay away from him. I don't talk. He goes, it's fine. He goes, but and he and he was talking about how he hires somebody else to do his social media, and that that guy is even worse than William Shatner. Like, well, you definitely know that William Shatner is a douche after talking to Jeff. He said that they worked together all season, and then afterwards, like, William Shatner had a party or some people over his house and didn't remember him at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, that's very, that's a true douchebag. William Shatner, how old? 84. 237. 85. Oh, are we doing space years or regular years? <laughs> regular years. Earth years. 84. You say 84. Carmen says 85. Uh, 87. 87. Son of a bitch. 77. 77. 78. William Shatner, 89 years Ooh. old. 89 wow. years He's old. He's a solid pick for next year. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Wow, the captain will, will be... I mean, I would imagine he's going to get launched into space, right? Probably. That would be the best. Thrill's gone, baby. <laughs> uh, How did Richie Blackmore news? get associated with that? I don't know, because <laughs> Richie Blackmore has been like in hiding forever, and nobody can get him. Deep Purple is like, please come back and play. And he, you know, uh, doing whatever he's doing. I don't know. I last, like I, to... last I heard, he was playing like the lute, and he was recording stuff with like the lute and mandolins and stuff. I would like to draw everybody's attention, and Galvin, you probably saw this before, but I found a guy that absolutely shreds on a guitar. On and I know a lot of people play YouTube. Joe, can you play it? It's on our uh, show Facebook page, on the Mike Calta Show Facebook page. Yep. There's a guy who looks like he's an English musician. And, oh, uh, I know exactly. Yeah, I yeah he is, is a, he's got a Les Paul, and it's not what you expect because he's an older guy. You don't expect him to shred as hard as he does. And he does, and I saw this last night, and I put it right up on our Instagram. I knew, I mean, on our uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Mike the Show. And I don't know what the reaction's been, if a lot of people have watched it yet or not, but if you want to show it on Bone TV, Joe, fire, fire at will. I just got the page up. Hold on. All right. Scroll down, and I'll show you where it is. Keep going. Keep it going. Uh, you can follow along with us here. No, man, that's not. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Jesus Christ. Hold it. Hold of course, it. give the slowest. Give that guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He is. I mean, Do you know if he curses at all, Mike? I believe he does. Oh, okay. Because I haven't yeah. here. I was going to play it. Yeah, I wouldn't along, play it. But, okay. He's got the Les Paul, and he's got a piano behind him, and he's really a solid oh. player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops, a daisy. Oops, a daisy. Yeah. He, Galvin, he definitely curses. He's, if yeah, those of you can't. I remember. those of you can't watch it, he's on an office chair, and he's playing guitar, and he leans back, and the chair tips over, and he smashes into the piano. He doesn't even get a chance to play anything. Oh, he goes to I, sit down, and he just falls And he screams on the, the way down. And his wife and, is like, uh-huh. what happened? She comes in, and she goes, did you fall off the chair, you did? <laughs> and then it is. 
And he's like, just take that from guitar. Oh, dude, it's so funny. Uh-huh. It's so funny. And some guy commented on there. He's like, well, that's a minute of my life I'll never get back. I, I think I would trade a minute of my life for this. Yeah. This video is hilarious. The guy falls out of the chair, smashes into the piano, is stuck there on the ground, and all the while this husky is walking around just licking him. <laughs> dude, this made me laugh. I, I needed this last night. It was great. It was very funny. All right, uh, let us take a break. And uh, Aaron Brockovich is going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour, correct? Yes, 9 a.m. Good, because i got to talk about something when we come back that I don't understand. I mean, I grant, I know we got a lot going on with uh, with social issues and sports playoffs and all that stuff, but I, I, I don't understand how we're not talking about this every day. Aliens are here. <laughs> it's It's happening. It's happening right before our eyes, mm-hmm. and we should be freaked out about it, and we're ignoring it. We're completely ignoring it. I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come back. It's no joke either. I'm not like, I'm not building it up to be like, oh, look, we found that little green man. This is for real. We've got contact. We've got the government admitting stuff, and nobody cares. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.